Hello, this is Anna from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 5th of May. India recorded more than 380,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the tally in the country to over 2.06 crore. Since 22nd of April, India has recorded over 3 lakh cases a day for nearly 15 days in a row. The death toll climbed by 3,780, taking the overall count to more than 2.26 lakh. The country also administered 16 crore COVID-19 vaccine doses, giving the shots to 14 lakh people in the last 24 hours. Reserve Bank of India Governor Shakti Kanta Das said, Coronavirus vaccines will be available for all Indians by the second half of 2022. He also announced measures to relax loan terms for individual borrowers and small businesses. The Indian Council of Medical Research has issued new guidelines for using RT-PCR tests to reduce pressure on diagnostic labs who are struggling to meet their testing targets due to high caseload and staff members testing positive. The guidelines state that interstate domestic travel for healthy individuals will no longer require an RT-PCR test. The ICMR pointed out mobile testing labs on the government's e-marketplace, an online portal for government departments to procure commonly needed goods and services. For the quick detection of cases, it also advised states to use RAT tests which have a turnaround time of 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Indigo has transported a total of 4,142 oxygen concentrators, weighing nearly 72,500 kg across India. 2,717 concentrators were airlifted from Thailand, China, Qatar, Hong Kong and Singapore to India, while 1,425 were transported domestically between 36 airports. The Allahabad High Court criticized the management of coronavirus in Uttar Pradesh yesterday, saying that the shortage of oxygen supplies resulting in death was no less than a genocide. The court asked district magistrates to look into news reports within 48 hours and submit their reports by Friday. The Haryana government told the Punjab and Haryana High Court that several lives would be lost if it didn't receive timely supply of oxygen. The Maharashtra government and Mumbai's civic body, BMC, also wrote separately to the centre requesting enhanced allocation of oxygen. Karnataka declared journalists as frontline workers in the fight against COVID-19 pandemic, joining states like West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, Odisha, Madhya Pradesh and others in doing so. Karnataka Chief Minister B.S. Yadiyurappa said journalists in the state will be accorded priority in vaccination against COVID-19. At the global front, according to the John Hopkins University, the coronavirus has now infected 15.39 crore people and killed over 32.23 lakh. So far, over 9.05 crore people have recovered from the infection. Five COVID-19 patients died at a private hospital in Rurki in Uttarakhand's Haridwar district, allegedly due to a 30-minute disruption in oxygen supply to the facility. The disruption took place between 1.30 and 2 a.m., a doctor at the hospital told NDTV. 
Haridwar District Magistrate C Ravi Shankar said a magisterial probe has been ordered along with a medical audit of the hospital. The audit will be conducted by a team comprising the Chief Medical Superintendent of Roorkee's Joint Government Hospital and two doctors. In Karnataka, seven COVID-19 patients reportedly died yesterday in Kalaburagi and Belagavi due to a shortage of oxygen. The allegation was dismissed by Minister Murugesh Nirani, however, who said the patients who died had COVID at an advanced stage, the News Minute reported. In the last two days, 24 COVID patients have died at the Chamraj Nagar District Hospital, allegedly due to oxygen shortage. Leader of Opposition and former Chief Minister Siddha Marahiya, who visited Chamraj Nagar District Hospital on Tuesday, claimed that 28 and not 23 people had died in the hospital from Sunday morning to Monday morning. Siddharamaya demanded the resignation of Health Minister K. Sudhakar for the poor handling of COVID in the state. Meanwhile, in Bengaluru, some hospitals raised an alarm over oxygen shortage to treat critically ill COVID-19 patients. An executive of the Chaitanya Medical Center said there was an oxygen crisis on Monday, due to which they had to shift all their COVID-19 patients to other hospitals. The Supreme Court today stayed the Delhi High Court's contempt notice against the centre in the oxygen supply matter. The Apex Court said that exercising powers under contempt jurisdiction will not solve the problems faced by the national capital. According to the Indian Express, the centre had approached the top court after the Delhi High Court issued a contempt notice against it and sought the personal appearance of its officials for non-compliance of the direction on the required supply of 700 MT of medical oxygen per day to treat COVID-19 patients in Delhi. Putting officers in jail or hauling officers for contempt will not bring oxygen, the Supreme Court had observed earlier today. The court said, and I quote, when a country is facing a humanitarian crisis, the court must aim at problem solving, unquote. The Apex Court said the formula for oxygen supply should not be based on the number of ICU beds in the state. It also directed the centre to place a plan before it to explain how it will comply with its order on the supply of 700 empty of oxygen to Delhi. Yesterday, the High Court had told the centre that it had failed to meet its assurance on oxygen supply. The court had questioned the centre to show cause as to why contempt proceedings should not be initiated against it for violating the order pertaining to the supply of medical oxygen to Delhi. Trinamool Congress Chief Mamta Banerjee was sworn in as the Chief Minister of West Bengal for the third consecutive term today. The oath of office was administered by Governor Jagdeep Dhankar. The rest of the Cabinet and the Council of Ministers will reportedly be sworn in on 9th of May. The Trinamool Congress had secured a landslide victory in the state elections on Sunday, winning 213 constituencies in the 294-seat Assembly. After taking the oath, News 18 reported, Banerjee said she would hold a review meeting on the COVID situation in Bengal. Her second priority, she said, was to tackle the law and order situation. Appealing to parties to refrain from violence, Banerjee said she would post special officers to handle the situation. 
Governor Dhankar also emphasized on the curtailment of the post-poll violence that unleashed in Bengal. At News Laundry, Snigdhendu Bhattacharya reported on the violence that unfolded in Bengal on Sunday night. Out of 12 deaths, five of their families said they were BJP supporters, while families of five others said they were TMC supporters. While no one disputes the fact that horrific violence took place, the BJP attempted to give it a communal colour by claiming that Muslims were targeting Hindus in certain cases, even as the police categorically said these allegations are untrue. In his piece, Snegdhendu wrote about how the violence happened alongside the stream of misinformation. Read his report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Violence but not Communal. BJP Pushes Misinformation Campaign in Bengal. Dear listeners, in times of crisis such as these, misinformation is the real thorn in the side of journalism. At News Laundry, we try to bring you the stories that matter with a commitment to the truth. And we rely on our subscribers who pay to keep news free. Join the movement and subscribe to us by hitting the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website newslaundry.com. Our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das announced a rupees 50,000 crore lending program to help ramp up health infrastructure in India and provide relief to small borrowers. According to Scroll, the governor said that the RBI will inject liquidity, which will be available to banks to lend to entities like vaccine manufacturers, hospitals, other medical facilities and coronavirus patients. Under the provision, banks have been advised to maintain a COVID loan bank. They will be able to borrow money from the central bank at the existing repo rate of 4% for a term of 3 years. Banks will be able to avail this facility till 31st of March 2022. In another announcement aimed at individual borrowers and small businesses with loan exposure of up to Rs 25 crore, the RBI will offer them a window to restructure the terms of their borrowings. However, this facility will be available to only those borrowers who did not avail the RBI's loan restructuring scheme announced during the first wave of the pandemic. Das said that the global economic prospect was highly uncertain and clouded with downside risks. The Supreme Court today quashed the reservation in government jobs and educational institutions for the Maratha community brought in by Maharashtra in 2018. The court noted that the 16% reservation brought in by the BJP government in 2018 in the state violates the right to equality. The court also said it would not re-examine the 1992 verdict capping reservation at 50%. The bench said, and I quote, Neither the Gaikwad Commission nor the High Court have made out any situation for exceeding the ceiling of 50% reservation for Marathas and that we find there are no extraordinary circumstances for exceeding the ceiling, unquote. The court further clarified that the verdict will not affect the admissions made to postgraduate medical courses till 9th of September 2020. Thousands of Afghan families have fled their homes in Helmand province, The Guardian reported, as brutal fighting between government forces 
and the Taliban erupted after the U.S. military began withdrawing its remaining troops. The region's director for refugees, Syed Mohammad Ramin, said the families had taken refuge in Lashkargah and had come from areas where fighting had become intense in the past two days, following the formal pullout by the U.S. troops on May 1st. The Defence Ministry said that the government forces have killed more than 100 Taliban fighters in Helmand in the past 24 hours, after the insurgents attacked some checkpoints of the province. The ministry said that another 22 Al-Qaeda fighters from Pakistan were also killed in the fighting. Meanwhile, the Guardian report said that both sides were known to exaggerate casualties inflicted on the other. UK-based medical care provider Emergency said that it has been receiving large numbers of war-wounded patients at its surgical centre in Lashkargah due to the widespread clash. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.